welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. quickly in what we're discussing um, about new wine last week we started about the qualities of the new creation and we looked at the book of Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3 long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets so we established the fact that God has been speaking in different ways he has been communicating in different ways through the prophets but there came a time when he began to speak through Jesus and anyone who was stuck in the past and who was only concerned about the prophets and not knowing that Jesus himself is a prophet will miss out on what God is doing in the season so when we talk about new wine we're talking about what God is doing in the season and because you are positioned for what God is doing in the season, you will not miss out on the season. So it's not about your geography. It's not about where you're coming from. It's about what God is doing in the season. And when you position yourself for that season, you begin to enjoy the new wine. You begin to enjoy what God is doing that time in that moment yes God did speak in time past he spoke by the prophets but this time around he's speaking to us through his son Jesus and what you and I need to do is to position for what God is doing in the season tell a neighbor I'm positioning this season for what God is doing tell another neighbor ask him are you positioned in the season for what God is doing turn your Bibles to John chapter 2 and from verse 1 it says, now I'm reading the, the Passion Translation. Now on the third day, there was a wedding feast in Galilean village of Canaan. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were all invited to the banquet. But with so many guests in attendance, they ran out of wine. And when Mary realized that she came to him and asked, they have no wine. Can't you do something about it? Jesus replied, my dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you. But it will change everything for me. My hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. Mary then went to the servers and told them, Whatever Jesus tells you, make sure that you do it. Now there were six stone water pots standing nearby. They were meant to be used for the Jewish washing rituals. Each one held about 20 gallons or more. Jesus came to the servers and told them, Fill the pots with water, right up to the very brim. Then he said, Now fill your pitchers and take them to the master of ceremonies. And when they had poured out the pitcher for the master of ceremonies to sample, the water became wine. Then when he tasted the water that became wine, the master of ceremonies was impressed. Although he didn't know where the wine had come from, but the servers knew. He called the bridegroom over and said to him, Every host serves the best wine first until everyone has had a cup or two. Then he serves the wine of poor quality. But you, my friend, you've reserved the most exquisite wine until now. 
someone said the most exquisite wine has been reserved until now this morning i came with a prophetic anointing to tell someone that what you have seen god do in time past the season is coming where what you will enjoy will be more than what you have enjoyed i say what you will enjoy will be more than what you have enjoyed you thought you have seen the best of God. You thought you have seen all the miracles of God. You thought you have seen the hand of God. But a time and a season is coming where it will be the best that you are enjoying day after day after day after day. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So what are the qualities of a new creation? We talked about two the other time. We said number one, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then number two, you represent God here on earth as an ambassador. I'll give you two more today. The third one is that a new creation must come to the end of himself. That's one of the qualities. As a new creation believer, you must come to the end of yourself. For God to use you, for the hand of God to be upon you. You have to come to the place where you have come to the end of yourself. You are no longer representing the old. You are no longer clinging on to the old. You are realizing that there is something new that God has for me. So I need to position myself for the new. So to do that, I need to let God. Go off the old. Pastor Tyre did a good job explaining the other day how that you, you, don't, you don't need to put new wine in old wine skin. It won't stay. It won't hold. So what God wants to do for you this new season, he needs you to come into a new experience. He needs you to open your heart and open your mind to come into something new. Because what he wants to do for you, you have to receive it with a new mindset. So when you are holding on to the old, holding on to what God has done before, you say, oh God, I thank you because I have a car. Yes, he gave you that car. But he's saying, do you know what? That's an old model. There's a newer model coming. And for me to give you the newer model, you need to let your mind go off the old one. Who is ready to let go of some things so that some other things can come into place? Who is ready to let go of some ideas, some concepts, some thoughts that you've had before so that some new ones can come? And you're holding it up and keeping it bottling up inside of you. And God is saying, let go of this thought, let go of this idea. I remember when God began to teach me different parts of scriptures. I I, I mean, I don't read any other Bible apart from the uh, King James Version. So if it's not dust, so yet thou went it and came it and followed it, it have not read the Bible. So one day I was walking up, going up in church in um, um, Kingswood Motion Church. I was just going upstairs to church and, in, and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, I want you to stop reading King James Version. I said, devil, I bind you. I bind you. Devil, I bind you. And then he said, it's me talking. I needed to stop reading that. I said, why? I said, but that's Bible. All those other ones are not Bible. I said, this is Bible. He said, no, I need to teach you some things. I need to show you something. So he began to open me up to read other translations. New King James translation, New Living Translation. I began to compare things, compare scripture, read parallel Bible and compare different things and read message translation. And I began to see different things. And the things that I thought I knew before were limited because of my old knowledge. So God is saying, perhaps your prayer point is because you are used to certain things. And you've been praying about a particular because of the old knowledge that you have. So when you open yourself up to me and I begin to show you new things you realize that your prayer point will just change in a way and the things you are asking God for I watched a very funny video this week on the internet. So this guy traveled abroad and then he did a video and said he wants to advise everyone 
Nigerians. First of all, he said he wants to apologize to his uncles and his aunties. That um, he's not going to mention their names, but he wants to apologize to them because uh, he has wrongfully accused them of being witches and wizards. But since he came to abroad, whether it was UK or so, when he got to the UK, after some time, he realized that nobody is doing him. It's poverty that was making him call people witches and wizards. And, and all his uncles and his, he said there was one particular uncle that anytime he's praying, whoever is doing in my father's house, he said that uncle's picture used to come to his, to his, um, to his, to his mind. So he realized that ah, this uncle is not the one doing me. It's poverty that is really doing me. So when he got to the UK, he said his prayer point changed from my father, my father, kill all the killables. He said the highest prayer point he prayed, Father, just bless me today as I'm going out. And that changed his mindset. Am I saying that there are no witches and wizards? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that whether they are there or not, they don't. Ch- it shouldn't affect your own perspective. It shouldn't affect your own thought and your own thinking. If you align yourself into what God is doing, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So let, the God, let God fight your battles for you. Alright? So when you align yourself with what God is doing, there are no witches and wizards that will come and terrorize you because you're, you're aligning yourself with the will and plan and purpose of God. And then if at all they come, you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You're not afraid of them. No, you know who you are in Christ Jesus. Are they not demons? They are demons. I cast out demons. They are demons, but then they are not, they are not the goal. They are not the main thing. The main thing is to look at Jesus. When you, when you make Jesus the center and make Jesus the priority, demons and witches and wizards are, shouldn't have that exposure. They shouldn't have that platform. They shouldn't have that place where we elevate them. No, we don't teach witches and wizards and demons. We teach Jesus. We preach Jesus. In the preaching of Jesus, demons are casted out. In the preaching of the gospel, demons are casted out. In the preaching of the gospel, witches and wizards are delivered. By the preaching of the gospel. By the preaching of the gospel. So we see Jesus here at the wedding. And then the mother came to him and said, look, they don't have any wine. You need to do something about it. And the question I ask myself is, why did he wait for the wine to finish? So the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, as a new creation, God will not put new wine in old wine skin. You have to come to the end of yourself. Oh, God, use me. God, use me. God, use me. And he realizes that you are still holding on to what you should let go. Katrin Kuma said, I remember the day Katrin Kuma died. That was the day and place where she said, God, I have nothing to give you, to offer you. But only my love, if you can use that, then use it. That day she came to the end of herself and a new wine was poured on her from that day on as a new creation for you to enjoy what God has in store for you you have to get to the place where you've come to the end of yourself where you've come to the end of yourself if I die I die if I perish I perish even if God our God is not able to deliver us oh Nebuchadnezzar we will not bow down they came to the end of themselves 
But I've realized as a new creation believer, what God is waiting for, that situation is not going to kill you. He's just waiting for that situation to bring you to the end of yourself. So that from that time, he can take over. And you say, God, is this thing going to kill me? It's not going to kill you. But when you've come to the end of yourself, then a new wine can come upon you. A new experience can happen for you. But the more you hold on and say, God, you know what? No, let me just, uh, let me just keep trying by myself, by my own energy, my own strength, my own ability. No. But when you go to him and say, Father, I'm done trying. I can't do this on my own anymore. If I die, trust in you, I die. If I perish, trust in you, I perish. There is no human being that has ever said that in scripture and alive. Trust in God and die doing so. No. Because when you come to the end of yourself, the Holy Spirit takes over. That's when God takes over. That's when the flesh is completely gone and then you are alive in the Spirit. So he said, we have no wine. They have no wine. He says, look, my hour has not come. When my time comes. So he waited. When that is finished. So I'm asking. Because when that which is there is finished. And God begins to infuse what he wants to do in you, through you. There will be no comparison. Because you will be completely empty. empty. What God wants to do, the what he wants to pour on you, the kind of anointing, the kind of grace he wants to pour on you, should not be mixed with the old. Is someone hearing me? Should not be mixed with old. So he's waiting for you to come to the end of yourself completely drained and empty. Then he begins to pour on you new wine. Fresh grace. Fresh unction. Some of you are afraid in the place of prayer. You feel yourself you feel things losing from you and you are trying to hold on to those things. You don't know that that's God trying to empty you. Emptiness is not a crime. Emptiness has a purpose so that you can be filled with something new and something fresh. God is trying to take away thoughts, take away ideas, take away some kind of thinking that you've had before and bring you into a place of abundance and bring you to a place of new experience. But first he has to let go of all those old ways. But we're holding on to it. Thinking that if we let go, if we let go, we may lose something. You can't lose in God. No, you can't lose in God. God wants to teach you certain things and is bringing you into certain experiences, bringing you into certain places. And you're feeling like, oh, maybe I'm going to lose my Christianity. No. God is teaching you new songs and telling you that you can sing like this and sing like this. Ah, it's sounding worldly. Who gave you the definition of worldly? Who gave you that definition? It's giving you new concepts and new ideas. You say, ah, I cannot sing this kind of thing in shush. Excuse me? God is trying to bring you into a new experience, a new encounter. But you're holding on to the old. I said, no, this is how we used to do it. Who gave the direction on how they used to do it in the beginning? Who gave that direction? 
when the time came he said to them he said take six jars there were six jars there he said take the water take fill them with water fill it to the brim and then i realized that in scripture water represents the word of god so fill them to the brim and when he had filled when they had filled it to the brim he said now take from it and go to the master of ceremonies and give and i realized my god when god empties you he fills you with his word to the brim fills you to the brim so that from that time anything that comes out of you is a miracle anything that comes out of you is new encounter new experience and then they thought they've seen the last of you only to realize that the best is saved for later and what i found out it didn't say you have kept the best wine until last he said you have kept the best wine until now it means that from that point every time you move you are in the best you move the next day you are in the best you move the next day you are in the best so you never run out of being the best it didn't say you've kept the best wine until last it said you've kept it until now so when god begins to fill you with the new things that he wants to do every day becomes a new day that's why it says the path of the just is as a shining light it shines brighter and brighter and brighter to a perfect day so you never come to a place as a new creation where yesterday was better oh come on you never come to a place i say pastor oh i remember when we were in school we used to be on fire but what i want to tell you in this new creation now your fire is available better 10 times more than when you were in school say ah pastor you don't understand when i was working with uh, uh, cbn they used to pay me 1 million a month hear me and hear me good today is a better day what i say today is a better day you can never have a better yesterday as a new creation no because every day is a new day and god has positioned it that way for us to walk in newness of life as new creation believers so he has saved the best until now so i ask the question when is that now when is that now and then the spirit said to me it says the child as long as is a child the hair as long as is a child it differs not from a servant as long as is a child it differs not from a servant but the day he recognizes who he is that day he ascends the throne that day he ascends the throne the moment he recognizes who he is he's the heir but as long as he's a child he's been treated as a servant but the moment he comes to sonship and he realizes who he is he ascends the throne and then begins to enjoy what has always been his so the things that you think that god is hiding from you is actually keeping for you the things that you think that god is you know 
withholding from you is actually keeping for you. Because as a new creation, you enjoy new wine every day. Every day. Every day. Second Corinthians 5 from verse 17. It says, now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, is the Passion Translation, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. That's where you and I are. In God this season. That's our new creation experience. That's the kind of experience we are meant to enjoy in the presence of God. That everywhere we go and anywhere we find ourselves. We realize that the best of everything is ahead of us and not behind us. Perhaps you've lost something. Perhaps you've missed out on something. You've missed out on an opportunity. You've missed out on an event. And then somewhere at the back of your mind, you're saying to yourself, oh, it looks like it will never come again. It will never happen again. It looks like I won't, I won't see it again. But with a new creation, it's not so. It's not so. You lost out on a relationship and feel like, oh, I remember, ah, that relationship was the best relationship I ever had. You don't know who you are. <laughs> You don't know who you are. Say, Pastor, they treated me really bad. I don't think I can find anybody like that again. You don't know who you are. The best of God for you is never in the past. Never, ever in the past. Ever in the past. He has reserved the new wine until now. The day you come to that realization, you begin to enjoy what God has reserved until now. My last trip to Lagos in one of the meetings with Dr. K. It was so impactful and I knew God sent me there for a reason. Sent me there for a purpose. I left that meeting knowing the next phase. Knowing the next plan, next agenda for the church and the next thing that God is asking us to do. And I set my heart to say, Father, Whatever grace, whatever anointing that has come upon me in that meeting, I want that anointing transferred. 
to the entire church. So something significant happened in that meeting. While I was moving around with Dr. K, as he was ministering, some of you may have seen the video on, on social media. As he was ministering, his face towel that he was using, because I was ministering to him, so I, I took the face towel and gave it to him, cleaned up his face, everything, gave it back to me. I was going around with him as I was laying hands on people, ministering to them. And after the meeting, I was still with the face tower. I don't usually do that. But the Lord said to me, take it back with you to church. But I kept it. It's been in my bag since. Today, I'm going to pray for some people and that grace is going to be transferred. I know what I have enjoyed following Dr. K since 2005. I know the kind of grace that I've enjoyed. I know the kind of favor, the kind of anointing that has followed. And I have absolutely no regret absolutely no regret he's my father till Jesus comes I don't change fathers I have mentors I have people I honor respect go to for counsel but he remains my father and the grace upon his life works each time I go for a meeting with him I deliberately tell him, Sir, I'm going back to Potaka. So and so date. And then sometimes, without even thinking, he will just, Oh, the Lord go with you, bless you, keep you. And then he tells me certain words go, prosper, multiply, increase. And as he says it, that's how it is. He just says it, and that's what happens. That's what happens. So if I if I'm seeing that and I'm enjoying that grace, I just knew that a season of multiplication has come. A season of multiplication has come. Stand to your feet, church. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.